Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of The Issue Podcast. Make sure to check us out three days a week on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you guys get your podcasts. Uh, Make sure you follow our social media. Our Instagram is at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you tell your friends and listen to The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is Tuesday, January 5th, first episode of 2021 here. It's a uh, fantastic day. Yeah, it is. Um, we had a fantastic week with our with our locks of the week. Went 3-1. and one. We're going to get to that. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the NFL, how crazy it was this past weekend. NFL coaching, carousel that happens. It seems like every, you know, every um, Monday after the last week, after week 17, that Monday, Everybody. I call it National you know, Fire the Head Coach Day. Yeah. I remember I was talking to some people. They're like, "Oh, yep, today's the day," and I'm like, "Yep, today is the day where you know usually about a third of the league almost gets gets fired." Yep. So how many teams we got? We got six. We teams. Have six teams as of now. You know, you right. never know. There could be more that are looking for a head coach currently. And you have to wait to see also who's going to fire their coach after they lose in the playoffs. Um, so we're going to hop right into it here. We're going to go over and review Sunday's games first. Um, Tim. Do you want to start in the one o'clock window and just kind of work our way through? Like usual? I think, I think we should start with our victories. Let's start with our locks of the week. Okay. So we went three and one. So we'll, we'll start with our we'll start with our loss. Actually, get that out of the way. So I thought Tennessee over Houston minus seven and a half was a uh, was an easy one. I thought that was actually one of the ones I was most comfortable with on this page. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't work out because Houston played out of their mind. I think that speaks to how good Deshaun Watson is, which lines up with what we've been saying. Deshaun Watson's a beast. Deshaun Watson's great. He just has no supporting cast around him. None. None whatsoever. And that's probably why they have no coach right now. And they're looking for a coach. They finished 4-12. and 12. They just weren't good. Deshaun Watson was exceptional, though. 28 for 39. 365 yards. Three touchdowns. One pick. 116 QBR. Um, I mean, the Titans played well. They just didn't. I think the defense just didn't play well enough. Look, Derrick Henry rushed for 250 yards. And two touchdowns. Yeah, and Tannehill added two on the ground as well. One through the air, had 103 QBR. So, I mean, this uh, Titans team. Did you see team, that catch by A.J. Brown at the end of the game? It was absolutely insane. Well, first of all, let's let's talk about that for a second. Houston is so bad. Schematically speaking, they were running a cover two. Yeah. And they somehow, and it, it, there's like, I don't know, 30 seconds left. The only thing you can't do is get, let them get into field goal range. Like, that's like the only thing that can't happen, right? Yeah. And they left the middle of the field wide open. Right down the hashes, there was no one within sight. No. And so Tannehill literally just threw up a bomb and, like, I'll take A.J. Brown 50-50 ball down the field all day long. That was bad. It was, was bad. In a cover two scenario, when the only thing that can hurt you is a deep ball, how do you let them get behind you? Especially right down the middle of the field. Yeah, I mean. The safety jumped on a shallow cross. <laughs> Why would you do that? Especially when you're playing that, like, cover one and you just supposed to have that one high safety over the top for help you know especially when you're you know trying to defend a deep ball it was bad so well they're like i said they were playing cover two and that so aj brown lined up on the right side if you're if you're in the backfield if you're ryan tanhill's perspective aj brown's lined up to the right side of the formation he literally just runs a post nothing crazy he's he's lined up outside the numbers runs a post the near side safety to play so if you're at ryan tanhill the right safety in a cover two the left safety drop back's fine. Covers his his half of the field. The the near side safety jumps on a crossing route. I think it was either Corey Davis or, or one of their tight ends. Jumps that and leaves this dude one-on-one on an island. I think it was probably Hargrave or something. On an island with A.J. Brown. You lose that nine times out of ten. Yeah. Especially so, when you have a good quarterback like Tannehill back there that can absolutely yeah. pick that apart. Yeah, Tannehill, Tannehill's a good quarterback. So, All right, well, let's, let's get to how about our wins now. Okay. Giants over Dallas. So the Giants were a plus two underdog against Dallas. They win twenty three nineteen. I said they'd win it outright. They did. Boom. That was that was beautiful. You agree with me too? That you said that was one of the easiest ones as well. Yeah. I mean, it's not hard to bet against Dallas right now, especially because the Giants are good, like a, a well coached, a fundamentally sound football. And team. we have been saying it all season long that they get better every single week. And the Dallas Cowboys have made zero improvements all season long. I agree. I agree. And I, I also, you look at Jason Garrett is the uh, I don't know if he's the OC or almost like a quality. He's, he's a he's a 
one of the top three or four coaches on that giant staff. He knows the the Cowboys better than anyone. That, yeah. That's a no brainer that he's gonna he's gonna have Daniel Jones ready to go. Daniel Jones played well. He had the one pick. It wasn't really that bad of a pick though. Seventeen for twenty five, two twenty nine, two touchdowns, one pick. Had one hundred and seven QBR. Yeah. If I get that Daniel Jones every week, I'm on board. You know. Yeah, I'm happy um, with it. He was good. He was good. Um, so, you know, I thought, I thought that was an easy one. All right, how about our next one? Green Bay over the Bears. They were at five and a half, minus five and a half. They're five and a half point favorites. Uh, me and you thought that was easy. It was easy. You always take Aaron Rodgers, Aaron especially Rogers. over uh, a Chicago team that has had issues all season long. Um, Aaron Rodgers had one more incompletion than he did touchdown passes. He had five incomplete passes. He had four touchdowns. That's insane. He went 19 for 24 for 240 yards, averaging 10 an attempt, four <laughs> touchdowns, no picks, 148 QBR. My question is, how is that not a perfect QBR? Yeah, I don't know. He played a a perfect football game. You know, I don't know how that wasn't a, a, a perfect game. Devontae Adams played well. Didn't have the volume that he generally has, but he had a touchdown and he had six catches, so he was that go-to guy for Rodgers. And he had the yep, like you said, added the touchdown and averaging seven point seven a catch. I mean, on the flip side, I think the Bears the issue. So they they still make the playoffs. The Bears still make the playoffs yeah. because Arizona lost and they completely ruined their season. It, it was bad. We're going to get to that. Mitch Trubisky, if he wasn't up for contract, I would feel really good about him being my quarterback going into next year. But the problem is you have to sign him or you have to cut him this year. You have to either sign him or not or let him be a free agent. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be comfortable signing him. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, think he's a, I think he played really well. I think he's played really well down the stretch. But, like, are you going to pay him? Probably not. For how long? If he'd be willing to take like a two-year, like maybe like forty million, not even thirty-five million dollar deal, I'd sign that. Well, I mean, a big part of that's going to be who else would want Mitch Trubisky, and who what would they offer him? Well, exactly, and you have to look at does Matt Nagy want him back, and what are the other QB options on the market? Because I think there's going to be a lot of quarterback motion this offseason. Look, I think. Um, well, we're doing a quarter, or not? We're doing a uh, head coaching carousel today. Maybe uh, on coming Thursday. up here, either Thursday or next week, we'll do a, a quarterback. Uh, maybe we'll wait till the end of playoffs. A quarterback carousel because I think the Falcons might move off Matt Ryan. I think it'd be very possible for the Niners to move off Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. I think the Lions. I wouldn't be shocked if they move off Stafford. Like, there's a lot of teams that I wouldn't be surprised if they get a new quarterback. And so you have a bunch of quarterbacks. Like, for example, Gardner Minshew. Probably better than Mitch Trubisky. You could probably get him even borderline for cheaper than Mitch Trubisky. Just because he's had such a bad Personally, season. Personally, I'll take Minshew. Minshew didn't even have that bad of a season, though. That's what I'm saying. So let's find Minshew's final stats here. Okay, of course he didn't play. Um, let's see. Let's look up Gardner Minshew stats. All right. I'm scrolling through the roster. This is – how do I not see him yet? Okay, Gardner – there he is, right there. Gardner Minshew went 16 touchdowns, 5 picks. He yeah. didn't play that bad. Like, he did not play that bad. And, no. like, I'll take him over, like, over over Mitch Trubisky. And so there's going to be a lot of quarterback motion, so you have no idea. But but maybe do you sign him? I mean, a lot of things could change this offseason. Um, I don't know. I mean, you look at a quarter. It's going to be really tough. For veteran guys like that, I feel like. because for, for like a Matt Ryan? Or right, a... just because there are a lot of really young quarterbacks in the league already that, you know, could be good and I think are going to get signed. And then you also have probably one of the best quarterback draft classes coming into the league this year. Exactly, and we're not even factoring into the fact that Carson Wentz is going to be out of a job. Mm-hmm. Sam Darnold's going to be out of a job. So young and talented, just haven't had the right system. Has something went wrong? But they're uber talented, but and then just don't have the right fit. Also coming out of college, you have your Justin Fields, your Trevor Lawrence, your Trey, Trey Lance, Lance, Zach Wilson from BYU, even Kyle Trask. Kyle who Trask. I think will do. How about well. Mac Jones, who's putting up a historic season at NC State? Not NC State, or Alabama. Not my, my bad. Yeah. No. What am I thinking? Same colors. Your, your mind's still on that Kentucky game. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up there for you. We'll, well get to that uh, probably Thursday, or no, later in this uh, this episode here. Um, I mean, there's just a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be out of a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
So we'll see. But um, all right, so Green Bay over the Bears. And then our third win was LA, the LA Chargers over the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City was starting their backup quarterback, Chad Henney, who didn't play bad. He didn't play bad at all. You know, 23 for 32, 218, two touchdowns, no picks, 111 QBR. They didn't start any of their top top guys. They didn't start um, Kelsey, not Tyreek Hill, not Clyde Edwards-Alaire, no Le'Veon Bell. Obviously Mahomes. Not even um, not even their second running back, uh, something Williams. Not not um, not the not the Williams that opted out, but a different Williams, Darrell Williams. He played like seven percent of the snaps and had one catch for two yards. Didn't even have any carries. Um, you know they ran their fullback and a guy named Darwin Thompson. So. You know, we, that was an easy one. That was an easy one. Justin Herbert, uber talented. Anthony Lynn, four-game winning streak, winning streak down the stretch, coaching really well, even though he got fired, which I still think he should have because there were some gaffes early in the year, but still. Um, you know, that was an easy one. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs look really strong going into the playoffs, though. So. They do. They look good. They look good. Look, if they competed really well with that, with the team that they put out there. And, and can we talk about Chad Henney? Didn't really even make that many mistakes. Didn't make he any mistakes. He had no picks. No picks. 111 QBR. I mean, he fumbled once, but he, he they didn't lose it. He went 23 for 32, completed 72% of his passes, 218 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. 111 QBR, like you said. Yeah. He looked good. He did look good. I just think they, they, they couldn't run the football, and, uh, you know, it just they were losing that game. It, it was what it was. They lost time of possession. They lost total plays, total yards, yards per play, touchdown, like red zone touchdowns. Passing yards, rushing yards, yards per attempt. I mean, literally everything. You know, turnovers. It just wasn't, you know, wasn't their game. No. They started their backups. They knew they were going to lose. It is what it is. So let's just continue on here. Yeah. So what else? What else we got here? Um, we have okay. one other lock of the week we hit How on. About no, that was our, that was our those were our locks week. We started with the loss, okay. and then our three wins there. So, so three and good. one, pretty good, pretty good. I think the first week we did it, we had five, and we went three and two. So I mean, we're we're winning out here. Absolutely, we'll do we'll do them for the playoffs too. We'll do every playoff game. Um, they won't be our locks the week, but we'll predict yeah. um, spreads and all that for the playoff games too. Right. All right. How about uh, Miami and Buffalo? Oh my! Buffalo is easily the best team in the league. I don't even think it's close. I love the Bills. I love Josh Allen. I think he is an incredibly, incredibly great quarterback. Yeah, he had the pick, but eighteen for twenty-five. So talented. Two hundred twenty-four yards. Averaging nine an attempt, three touchdowns, one pick, 122 QBR. I mean, Josh Allen has everything you need to be a great quarterback in this league. He has absolutely everything you need. He has great pocket awareness. He has enough mobility to get him out of trouble and keep the play alive. And he has an absolute cannon for an arm. And oh, did I mention, he is so accurate with his throws. So I I think... People could get caught up in looking at the stats here, and you go, how did the Dolphins lose by 30, right? So I'm going to read you some things. They had more time of possession by about five minutes. They had more total plays. They had more total yards. Actually, they had one less total yard, I'm sorry. Um, they had more passing yards. Rushing yards, they were only down by eight. But here's here's the here's the kicker. They had four turnovers, and when the Bills only had 64 plays, Mm-hmm. The Dolphins at 80, but the Bills were way more efficient. They averaged 7 a play. Yeah, and can we please stop pretending that Lynn Bowden Jr. from Kentucky is actually a good football player? Well, <laughs> I think he's a good gadget guy. Yeah, he had he's eight catches right. 40, he had eight catches for 44 yards. Yeah, but, I mean, look at his stats from all season long. He's, he's led the team in drops. Yeah. He's led the team yeah. in drops. Yeah, okay. He's not great. He's also really young. I think, I, I, I look, this Dolphins team... They're a year out. I think we knew going in that they were a year out from being like really competitive. Yeah. Next year, I would not want to play that football team. No, I wouldn't. I think two not of this is defense. a two of this is a bad ending to a good season. Um, I I still think he's gonna be fine. Yeah. Why would they drop him back fifty eight times though? You know. That's the issue because I think they got down quick. You know what I mean? Uh, so I mean, you look at you can't put that amount of pressure on a rookie quarterback. I mean, they were up three nothing after the first quarter, but then look at the second quarter for the Bills. It's absolutely twenty eight points. Yeah, so they were up twenty eight six at half. So that's why he threw so much in the second half there. And that's why I don't think this this playoff game is going to be all that close for anybody who plays the Bills. I think the Bills might. They're going to steamroll right to the AFC Championship game against Casey. It's going to be close just because you can't count Mahomes out. 
but the Bills look like the best team in the in the AFC right now. Absolutely. I mean, you look at who when you start to look at matchups, they play Indy this week. I don't think it's going to be even remotely close against Indy. I think the only reason that Indy might be able to keep it close is because they can keep Josh Allen on the sidelines. Yeah, Jonathan but... Jonathan Taylor can run the football, and Buffalo isn't really that good at stopping the run. Right. But then you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, and, and you have a receiving core like the Bills do, and I, I don't know. I feel like the Bills are going to steamroll Indianapolis. And then they're going to play the winner of Pittsburgh and Cleveland, two deteriorating teams right now. Okay, you you can pretend Pittsburgh's good all you want; they're not. You can pretend Cleveland's good all you want; they just barely beat the Steelers, playing their their all their well, backups. Okay, I guess actually the Bills the Bills can defend the run, so that does actually worry me for for that game. I still think so. With that in mind, I think they do probably demolish the uh, probably demolish them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, how about let's see? Let's go to the next game here. We'll Baltimore and Cincinnati. Yeah, say Ravens Bengals. Yeah, the Ravens killed them, which they were supposed to. Not too much um, to talk about here. I mean, the uh, Bengals started Brandon Allen, who went six for twenty-one for forty-eight yards, no touchdowns, two picks, and then zero QBR. Yeah. Why didn't they run the ball more though? They were biting off seven a carry. Yeah, I don't know. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. Travion Williams, four touches for 74 yeah. yards, averaging 18.5 a carry. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't run the ball. Even uh, Samaj P. Ryan was running it well. Um, I, I I thought it was weird that they didn't run the football more. Like, that was clearly the most effective thing. But uh, Lamar looked good. Three touchdowns, one pick. People say, well, he only threw for 113 yards. I don't care. He ran for 97. Yeah, he played I mean, well. He had over 200 total yards of offense, three touchdowns, one pick, and 91 QBR. He threw the ball well enough. He ran the ball well enough. He won the football game. And Lamar has never been a quarterback that, you know, throws exceptionally well. He hasn't thrown for that many yards. But, like, look, he was efficient. He did what he needed to do. He had touchdowns. He only made the one mistake. He ran the football well. He commanded the offense well. Um, it was the J.K. Dobbins show. Like, he doesn't have to do everything all the time. They ran the ball 54 times for 404 yards. Yeah. You know, he didn't have to be that good in the air. Look how many people they got in on the rushing game, though. Dobbins, Jackson, Edwards, Mark Ingram, Devin DuVernay, Justice Hill, and Tyler Huntley, the quarterback. Yeah. That's incredible. It's an incredibly well-rounded team. Seven guys touched the football in the running game. Yeah. How do you think they fare in the playoffs? I wouldn't want to play them. I wouldn't either. So they play Tennessee. That's going to be a good matchup, man. I think the issue is, though, that they just let up seven yards, almost eight yards of carry to Cincinnati. And then, Derrick Henry's going to blow right through them. Uh-huh. Can they keep up? That's that, that's more the question. Uh, Ravens win 38-3. to Let's move down to well, Pittsburgh-Cleveland. Pittsburgh-Cleveland. Pittsburgh, well, right. hold up. Let's save this game for last. I have a lot to say about this game. Okay. How about let's go Atlanta and Tampa Bay. All right. Um, Tampa Bay looked fine. They looked like they're ready for the playoffs. Tom Brady, four touchdowns, one pick, 118 QBR. This team doesn't, like, to me, they don't feel like a Super Bowl team. No, but somehow they keep... They feel like a really good playoff team. Yeah, and I mean, I think a big thing, a big part of this team is the Brady effect that we always talk about here. Uh, You know, when Tom Brady is in the football game, you don't really bet against Tom Brady. He has been one of the best for his entire career, and I'm not ready to start betting against him now. Um you know, he's incredibly experienced and obviously still putting up numbers. I mean, 26 like, so they, for 41, 399 yeah. yards, four touchdowns, one pick, 118 QBR. I mean, come on. Like, so Chase Young was saying, like, I want Tom. Like, give me Brady. That's just not going to be good. No. Like, I, I, they, they're going to they're gonna probably roll the, uh, the Redskins. Oh, sorry, the Washington football team. Yeah, come on. The only thing I think, though, the football team can get pressure with four. That's the issue. Washington can pressure with four, and we know that that's the way to beat superstar quarterbacks. Mahomes, Brady, they can all diagnose blitzes and check out of it, check into a play that works better for them. What happens is when you can get when you can line up three, four linemen and get to the quarterback, that's the issue. So, you know, there's a lot to look at for that game, and we're going to continue to look at it, and get, uh, we're going to do our predictions for the playoffs on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll check the spread, all that, and we'll see. But... Um, you know, Tampa looks ready to go. I, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll probably win a playoff game or two. I don't see them as a playoff or as a uh, Super Bowl team. No. 
right now. I think they need to shore up some things on the defensive side, and I, I think Brady's going to come back next year probably just as good. You know, I don't think it's going to be that big of a drop-off. No. So I, I think next year probably is closer to their year than this year. Yep. All right, how about New England and the Jets? New England wins 28-14. to 14. This basically um, – this is just a perfect cap to the Jets season. Darnold's going to be gone. He's got to be gone. Has to be. Nine touchdowns, 11 picks. He's got to be gone. I No, I, I still think the Steelers should, should get him. Either him or Carson Wentz. I think I think both of them – people are like, well, both of them are expensive. The, well, Carson Wentz is so expensive. No, no, when he gets cut, he's worth nothing. You could make him whatever you want him to make him. Yeah. He makes whatever you say he makes. Whatever he signs for, that's what he makes. Like you you pick the price. Same with Darnold. He's not gonna have a contract. Yeah, they don't even they don't have a lot of uh, you know, negotiation power here. Um Yeah, both of them have been playing really bad for like a season, season and a half now, so like And I think either of those two quarterbacks could be better than an aging Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, absolutely. Ben has showed that he is not what he is uh all, all that cracked up to be this season. Yeah, I, I think Cam put some good footage on tape to be a high-end backup next year. 21 for 30 for 242, three touchdowns, no picks, 127 QBR. Yeah. Efficient, had the yards to go with it, had three touchdowns, didn't have any mistakes, was and, their leading rusher. Yeah, 79 yards on the ground. I, I think that's good footage to say to go to a team like, hmm, I don't, a team that he could potentially get some playing time on. Like you go to a team, say, I don't know. What about what about a Miami? If Fitzpatrick, like a Miami, like if Fitzpatrick retires, and then you have Cam Newton as a backup, Tua as your starter, and we've seen like stints of Tua like not doing as well, and he's still young. Bring in a Cam Newton for a couple of plays here and there. He could or still how about have a, a team feature. like. I don't know if KC would want want that kind of. What about a Detroit? Person at Detroit because Stafford aging kind of could get hurt. He's maybe on his way out, which means there's going to be outside pressure for him to get benched a couple times if he has a bad game. Mm-hmm. Boom, you're there. So I think he put some good footage on film there to uh, to hopefully get a get a uh, job next year. Right, because they they are parting ways with him. They they announced. All right, how about Minnesota at Detroit? Speaking of Detroit, they are just bad. Just not a good football team. Stafford played decent, you know. I think Kirk Cousins looked really good, though. Kirk Cousins did look good. Um, Which is pretty consistent with what we've always been saying. Yeah, he's. we've been saying it all season long. Uh, he's a very consistent quarterback. We looked up his stats. We talked about it. He's a very consistent guy. What was touchdown to pick ratio? People bang on Kirk Cousins. Let me, let me read this to you right here. He had 4,265 yards. That's eighth in the league. He had 35 touchdowns. That's sixth in the league. <laughs> and he had 13 picks. I don't know what that is in the league, but that's probably like somewhere around 10 or 11. He, he's not bad. He's a really good quarterback. He's a top 12 quarterback in every statistical category. What more do you want from this guy? And I mean, and outside of this year, he wins. Yeah. Look, I, this year was bad because their defense was atrocious. They let the, they let the Lions put 35 on them. Yeah. So, like, I mean, let's – I think the Lions are actually, you know, they have a little bit of hope going into next season because their offense is good. You know, you have a guy like Marvin Jones. You have um, – who's their other receiver? Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. You got a young guy like DeAndre Swift. Even Adrian Peterson, if he decides to return, had a pretty good year. 600 yards from Adrian Peterson on the year, I'll take it. Yeah. And seven touchdowns, that's good production. DeAndre Swift added another 500. You get TJ Hogginson, might be one of the best young tight ends in the league. If they can find a quarterback and a coach, they might be a business. And even right now, for right now, they don't even need a quarterback right now. I'm saying, like, you probably should draft someone soon. Yeah. But, like, it's not a terrible job up there. I know that Detroit's a very, very dysfunctional organization. I said this going in. Jeff Okuda's not going to change your your franchise. Mm-hmm. And they still draft him anyway. I said... Reggie Ragland came out and said, this team has a lot of the pieces to be a Super Bowl team. I said, that's laughable. They're 5-11. and 11. Like, they're a bad team. Yeah. But they have a little bit of hope because on the offensive side of the ball, they're really good. So, um, yeah. Let's move right along here. All right, how uh, about um, Arizona? Oh, God. They finished the season worse than I've ever seen a team finish a season. Yeah. They lost to the Rams with John Wolford starting. Yeah. The 49ers with C.J. Beathard starting. They almost let Jalen Hurts and his 
second or first ever start. Almost let them, almost beat them. They probably would have somehow lost to the Steelers had they played them. They lost to the Rams <laughs> again in Week 13. They lost to the Patriots in Week 12. The Seahawks in Week 11. Outside of that Hail Mary in, in Week 10. So let's go outside of the Hail Mary. So Week 11 on. They went 0-1, 0-2, 0-3, 1-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 2-3, 
And then uh, Russell with, Wilson does what Russell Wilson does. Yeah, Russell Wilson turned it on 20 for 36, 181 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and an 88 QBR. Um, Tim, I think it's safe to say, though, that your prediction from September 16th probably won't work out. We don't know for sure yet. But, but all right, hear me out, though. Hear me out. Any other year, basically, he's got the MVP unlocked. Yep. Listen to these stats, 4,200 yards, 40 touchdowns, 13 picks. He was second in the league in passing touchdowns, ninth in passing yards. He also added two rushing touchdowns and uh, 500 rushing yards. Yeah. Almost any other year he's in the top at least two or three in voting. Mm -hmm. He'll probably be four or five this year. Uh, If I had to pick, it'll probably go Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, Watson, Wilson probably, Mm -hmm. roughly. Uh, Maybe you could probably interchange Wilson, Watson. Um, maybe even Derrick Henry in there, probably a little bit. But yeah, um, I think Robert Sala put himself on the board for a head coaching job, though. He did. We don't have him in our coaching carousel, but I wouldn't be like surprised if he does get a job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's a really he's their defensive coordinator. Really impressive what he was able to do um, against Russell Wilson in that first three quarters. Yep. So put the league on notice a little bit there. Uh, let's move to the football team and the Eagles here. Well, well I want to save that uh, game, You want to save that for the next segment? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, Not in the next segment. We're going to save it till after our coaching carousel. We'll touch on a little bit here, though. Yeah. All right, Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Jonathan Taylor had 253 total yards. Or not total yards, uh, just rushing yards. Um, added only a yard through the air, so it doesn't really matter anyway. But, uh, look, they beat a bad team. You know, they get to the playoffs. Simple as that. Jaguars suck. Yep. All right. How about uh, Vegas at Denver? That was a close game. That was a really close game. Derek Carr played decent. Had the two picks, which is way more than you'd like Derek Carr to throw. And uh, Drew Locke played really well, actually. And I think that was a good way to end his season. Yep. I mean, these are both teams that, you know, you're not going to see coming up here. But, uh, you know, stuff to build on for next year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I wouldn't be surprised if Denver looks for a new coach here pretty soon. I'm not sure if they will this year, but... Yeah, I think it's getting there. You know, if they have another bad year, John Elway stepped down as the general manager. Um, so he's just going to be, I think, like something something in the front office, but he's not going to make any more like football, like personnel decisions. He's going to hire a GM to do that. So I think that's good because he's been bad. Yep. Bad. All so, right. All right. How about Pittsburgh and Cleveland? Pittsburgh, right? Cleveland. All right. So this game, this so was, was, was kind of funny. It was 15 versus 11. Because it was all 11 of Cleveland and all four officials against the Steelers. (laughs) Egregious calls all over the place. The calls that were missed against Pittsburgh, or I guess against Cleveland. Mason Rudolph threw a pick and And got got absolutely assaulted. Yeah. Again. (laughs) On the football field by the same team. Again. And nobody's going to call that? You watch, and, and they show the replay. The ref's standing right there. There's two of them looking at it. And how about how about on the last play of the game? That was, well, not the last play of the game, but the last meaningful play of the game when the Browns the rushed holding, for that first down. The holding? He tackled him in the backfield. <laughs> he was the only guy in the backfield. He didn't, there was no, like, you know, the ref wasn't being blocked by anyone. It's not like he was in the middle of the pile that was hidden. No, no, no. He was the only guy in the backfield, and he got actually tackled. <laughs> I'm not saying Steelers would have won, but like, okay, but like, there how about were... when Chase Claypool got mugged on the two point conversion? Yeah, or how about when he got mugged on the touchdown that he caught? I mean, he caught it, but there was still no flag. There were like, what were they? Were they blind? I counted nine, nine like, egregiously, egregiously bad calls. Like not like oh, like you missed a holding here or there. You could no. call a holding on every play. No, 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 no. Like like so bad that like you could get a five year old. And tell him to look the other direction and use the back of his head to call the game, to officiate the football game. And he probably would still, just by the luck of the draw, do better than these do officials. Do better than did. that. Oh, my God, yeah. What was, it, what was the official penalty? I could have game? my dog outside <laughs> make that make a call in yeah. Pittsburgh. And the game was in Cleveland. Yeah. It was brutal. It was brutal. It was terrible. Uh, I, I don't know what they were looking at. Um... I mean, I just think it's funny how a loaded Cleveland team, right? I'm not even saying that they're all that great. No, but, no, they're loaded. They're loaded. But, okay, a loaded Cleveland team barely escaped being beat by the JV Steelers team. 
Yeah, Mason Rudolph and Josh Dobbs were our quarterbacks. Okay, let that sink in. Um, I guess we played a lot of our good running backs, but only we only gave them nine carries. We're missing TJ Watt, Cam Hayward. Stephon Tewitt played sparingly. Yeah. You're missing Terrell Edmonds, rested because he had a nagging shoulder, nothing crazy. Rested him. Minka actually played a kind of sparingly here and there, mostly in the red zone. And yet it was still a two-point game. Yeah, it was absolutely insane. It, it was insane. People were saying, oh, well, the Browns were missing Denzel Ward. I'm like, Denzel Ward's a second-year second year DB. No one cares about Denzel Ward. I think it's going to absolutely be a... I think the Steelers I mean, are going to... be a curb stomping. The Steelers are going to steamroll Cleveland. It could be bad. Um, all right. Uh, and then now... So the Eagles lose 20-14 to to the Washington football team. Let's not even talk about the quarterback situation for the Eagles yet. I want to get to that in a little. Look, I understand Jalen Hurts wasn't playing that well. You know, he went 7-for-20 for 72 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, 24 QBR before getting pulled. But he was a gamer, man. Eight, eight carries for 34 yards, two touchdowns. And they kept going for it in the red zone. Yeah, I don't know why. Kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. You have a rookie quarterback against probably the best front four in football. Look, count your blessings. He got you into field goal range. Like, kick the field goal. Yeah. Doug Peterson, this was... I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about it. Let's get to our coaching carousel, and then we'll talk about it. Well, first we're going to get to a break here, and then we will come back with the coaching carousel and the college football. So gotcha, gotcha. don't go anywhere. You're not going to want to miss it. Yo, what's up? We are back. Second segment. We're going to get into it real quick here. We're going to talk about the Eagles game. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Doug Peterson, complete fold. We're going to get that. And then we'll get to some college football. Well, actually, the coaching carousel, and then some college football. So uh, let's start here with the Eagles. Okay, that everyone watched that Sunday night game. It was prime time. Pretty much everyone was watching it. Like I said, we talked about it at the end of last segment. Jalen Hurts wasn't playing great. I get that. To put in Nate Sudfeld. Who is Nate Sudfeld? I know, I know he went to Indiana. I know he was like a three-year starter in Indiana. He was bad at Indiana, so I don't care. I don't care about it. He's, no. he's just a bad quarterback. Okay. So here's the, here's my thing. Your general manager goes out, hires you, as Doug like Doug Peterson, and then he gets you a franchise quarterback who's 6'5", 250, rocket arm, can move, is accurate, is a grown-up in the room. Your job as a quarterback is to, or as a as a head coach, is to make that work. Yeah. And you ruined that beyond beyond repair. Ruined it. You allowed them to put a statue out front of Nick Foles. Then you drafted Jalen Hurts, and then you started Jalen Hurts. So you ruined that. You didn't maximize someone who had MVP potential, who was signed to a hundred and fifty some million dollar guaranteed deal. So you ruined that. And then you, and then you're like, okay, well, I'm feeling good, Jalen Hurts. How how am I going to ruin this? Let's put in Nate Sudfeld. <laughs> I'm sure Jalen Hurts is waking up this morning, begging to get out of Philadelphia. He's probably like Carson. I'll go wherever the hell you go. I don't care. I don't care. He's probably wants to get out so bad. It's bad. It's bad. Not only did he mess up the quarterback situation, he messed up the game in general. You kick the field goal against one against the second best overall defense in the league. You kick the field goals. He's ruined every quarterback he's ever been around, and mm-hmm. uh, it's bad. Doug Peterson. I don't know how he still has a job in the NFL. Um, I mean, we're looking at this coaching carousel. Look at all the guys that got fired. Matt Patricia, Dan Quinn, Adam Gase, Bill O'Brien, Doug Marone, Anthony Lynn. Any one of them would be better than him. I would take Anthony Lynn. I would take Bill O'Brien. I would take Dan Quinn, and I, yeah, that's it. I would not take Doug Marone. He's bad. Adam Gase is bad. And uh, Matt Patricia is bad. So I would take three so I think he's about the fourth worst coach in the league, basically. So these, are, I mean, if you if you say that these are the sixth worst quarter or uh, coach in the league because they all got fired, then you would say I would say that he's the fourth worst. Yeah. I mean, what he's done to this Philadelphia team is just absolutely terrible. They have no depth. I don't know why they Zach have no is sense so of, sad to leave. They have no sense of of discipline. They have look. Do you think there's a reason that they're always hurt? There's something up there. There's something up. How about when Tom Brady was in New England? Did you ever hear of them missing more than like three starters? No. Nope. It's probably because of 
discipline, conditioning. And when I say discipline, it's saying, look, as a head coach, you say you look at your those men in the eyes, you say, look, you get your butt in the weight room, you do what you have to do, you eat right. If you don't, you're not playing. Yeah. Apparently, there's a disconnect with with him. There's a, there's a major disconnect. So it's bad. It's just bad. Um, I, I personally would not keep keep Doug Peterson. I understand he's been to a Super Bowl. I understand he's won a Super Bowl. I don't care. I wouldn't keep him. What he's done <clears throat> to this roster is bad. It's bad. I, I don't know why Zach Ertz is so sad to leave. I just don't. I have no idea why. Did yeah. you see him? Yeah, he was he was is crying it? in the in the in the press conference. He stayed just until let, one a.m. Just yeah. I'd be happy to get out of there. It's, be, a bad, it's a bad roster. I would be running from Philly quicker than... It's a bad roster. It's a bad coach. The general manager is not that great, and their owner is eh. He's eh. Yeah, not good. Uh, Washington wins. There, had to, have been a, there had to have been some, some Vegas money involved there. Had to be. Had to be. All right, so let's get to our head coaching carousel. So as we talked about all the coaches that got fired here. So we're going to talk about who... Who got fired? Probably why they got fired a little bit. Just a brief little synopsis there. And then who we think that they would be the best fit for the job. Who's the first team we got? The Lions with Matt Patricia. Matt okay. Patricia's out. He got fired. Um, his record there was was not good. I don't remember what it was. I think it was three seasons. Matt Patricia record. Okay. Matt Patricia in 2018 was hired as the coach. He went 13-29-1. So he was he had way more than double the losses. Then he had wins, so bad. Um, he was a defensive coach in New England, defensive coordinator, and uh, tried to bring that to to Detroit, and it just didn't work. It just didn't work at all. Yeah. And so me and you were talking, we think that they should flip it and get an offensive coach. And you're looking at all the offensive coaches on the on the mark. you got Eric Bieniemy, Matt Campbell, Brian Dayball. But I think they're going to go elsewhere because there's more attractive jobs. I think Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator of the um, – Carolina Panthers, who was the offensive coordinator for that historic Joe Joe Burrow season in LSU. Yeah, I think he goes to the Lions. Okay, because look, off, I, I I don't think they hire another defensive guy. They'd be dumb to hire another defensive guy. I think they realize they they're probably looking at it like, yeah, that didn't really work out. Um, probably should go in a different direction. And Joe Brady, young, so like, look, look at all the look at all the good coaches in the league. So Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McDermott. Kevin Stefanski, all these good young coaches, they're all on the offensive side of the football. Mm. And they're all winning yeah. for the most part. Uh, so I think the Lions are looking at that like, I want some of that. Like, like I want whatever they had. And so Joe Brady, I think, is one of those guys that they could get. So Joe Brady to the Lions. All right, how about Dan Quinn is out as the Falcons head coach. He was out about halfway through the year there. And the interim coach, Raheem Morris, took over. And they played really well under Raheem Morris. I think they should keep Raheem Morris as their head coach. Okay. So just stay with them. Uh, I'm pretty sure they, they. I think they went like four and four in the last eight games. Um, no, I don't know. But they won all. I think they won all four games under Raheem Morris. They were like zero and six or zero and seven or something like that when they fired Dan Quinn. Just stick with or it. Like one and six or something like that. So I, I think you should build off that. It seemed like the players were playing harder for him. They they were really close against the Chiefs. They only lost what seventeen fourteen. Mm-hmm. They were in a couple games. They were in the first game against the Buccaneers. They were in that. In the, even this past week, they were in that game. The score was forty four twenty seven, but they were in that game. It was thirty to twenty seven at one point. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Raheem Morris is the answer there. All right, how about the Jets? This is a big one. Firing Adam Gase. Lost the first overall pick, so it's not as attractive of a job. So you're probably not even, you're probably not going to get a, an Urban Meyer or a Brian Dayball. Who falls to them? Iowa State head coach Matt Campbell. The season that they had was fantastic. He was able to develop. Brock Purdy came in as a freshman. Very underdeveloped. Needed coaching. And turned Brock Purdy into probably someone who's going to get drafted in probably second or third round, which is pretty decent. Yeah. And uh, I think they won, what, eight or nine games this year? So I think Matt Campbell's the option. You said first drive against uh, who they play? Oregon in the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. They went like 13 plays in like seven minutes. Absolutely offensive genius. Matt Campbell's the, Matt Campbell's the option there. Texans, Bill O'Brien. What do you think? You thought Bill O'Brien actually should probably get a job again in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, when you look at what he had, right? In Houston, he had Deshaun Watson, who 
turned out to be a very good quarterback, a great quarterback. Oh, yeah, Deshaun Watson top this year. Five, top, top seven. Great quarterback. I don't think it's fully his fault that there's no supporting cast around him. I think well, that more actually, the first GM. of all, it is because he was the GM. Oh, he was the so GM. So he should have stepped down as the GM. I'm not sure because. he should have been fired. I think if you would have just said, hey, man, like you're gonna, we're going to relieve you of your general manager duties, yeah. I think he's a good football coach. I think he's a good football coach, I but think he, he can't a pick a team. Elsewhere. He can't he's pick actually a team. getting interviewed for the offensive coordinator position for Alabama because Steve uh, Sarkeesian got hired at Texas. Yeah. And so Alabama's missing an OC. Bill O'Brien is being interviewed along with Adam Gase. So that's going to be cool. Yeah. Um, but we think that Eric Bieniemy should be the next Texans head coach. Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator and the passing coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs. Been the best offense for three or four years. Even with Alex Smith, they were one of the best offenses. Yep. Uh, I think I, don't, I think it's a no-brainer. What he's been able to do with Patrick Mahomes, and you pair him with Deshaun Watson because. Deshaun Watson coming into the league was more talented than Patrick Mahomes. He was more accurate. He's more mobile. He's a more talented quarterback than Patrick Mahomes when he came into the league. Now, obviously, through development and stuff, Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback today than Deshaun Watson. Right. Well, Eric Bieniemy had a hand in that, so put him with Deshaun Watson. See what he could do. That'd be that'd be incredible. Exactly. You just needed the GM to get. You just need you need the right GM in in, in Houston. That's that's big. All right. How about the Chargers with Anthony Lynn getting fired? I. I think Andy Lynn deserves a job as a coordinator. I think he's a really good... So, Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for um, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, was the head coach for the Jets and did really bad. That doesn't mean he can't go back and still get a coordinator job. Like, I think Anthony Lynn is a really, really good coordinator. He'll be a fine coordinator somewhere. He's just not a head coach. Not a head coach. The game management was off. Um, it, it didn't seem like there was a lot of juice and fire to the team. So, I think... I think he's a really good coordinator, but he's he's out as the head coach. I mean, you think that they should hire Brian Dayball, the offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. The development that we've seen with Josh Allen is incredible. And actually, the next person just the de- that I think could be a Josh Allen-type player is Justin Herbert. Yeah, and the development, not only just with Josh Allen, but with the entire offense as a whole. I mean, we've seen the Bills absolutely explode this year. Oh, I agree. The whole offense is insane. So, I mean, look, Josh Allen is 6'5", 238. Justin Herbert. Let's see. Justin Herbert is 6'6", 236. So he's just about the same size as Josh Allen. Same type of quarterback. Mobile, can throw, rocket arm, pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Well, now he's now Josh Allen's pretty accurate. Brian Dayball's the clear answer. I think he's the best coordinator in the league. I think him and B- Eric Bieniemy are close. Joe Brady is third, probably. Uh, maybe Robert Sala in there as well on the defensive side of the football, but offensive side. Brian Dable's probably the best coordinator available. Mm-hmm. And I think the Chargers need to go offensive because, oh, my God, look how much offensive talent they have. I think they should go out and pay big money for a good defensive coordinator, though. I agree. But little sneak, just interesting. What about Bill Belichick to the L.A.? Just because... Tom like why like why Tom Brady left New England like why does Bill Belichick have to stay like does like he's Doesn't not tied to. to New England nope like I understand he's had a lot of success there and that you don't you know he's probably not gonna get fired but like he could step down he could quit he did it to New York right before he took the uh, the Patriots job he did it to Cleveland when he yeah. coached in Cleveland he, he quit Cleveland too like why why not because look at other than the Chiefs look at recipes to get to Super Bowls it's or like dynasties, a really good quarterback and a defensive head coach. That's what happened in New England with him and Brady. That's what happened uh, down in Dallas with Troy Aikman, Jimmy Johnson, when they were a dynasty. That's what happened with Chuck Nolan, Terry Bradshaw. That's what happened with how about Tomlin and Ben? They've been a dynasty, but they've won a lot of games. Yep. Cower and Ben, a defensive coach, good quarterback. So yes, Brian Dable is good, but I think sneak pick Bill Belichick. Okay. So kind of two picks there for the Chargers. And finally, the Jags, the most attractive job offer on the board. With Doug Marone's game. out. They have the first overall pick. They're, I mean, if you don't take Trevor Lawrence, you're dumb. Yeah. You're, you're stupid at that point. So, who, so they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. Who are you going with for the coach there? Urban Meyer. Okay. Urban Meyer. So they he's seeking $12 million a year to become the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, there's no word on if he will or if he has yet. Um, no, we'll check on that, actually. Well, I mean, 
the recipe for building a great team is always coach, GM, quarterback, right? Yep. You so, gotta get the big three right. So I wouldn't be upset spending a lot of money on a really good proven coach. May, he may not be proven in the NFL, obviously, but still playing Division One college football coaching for Ohio State. Give him I a agree. Look. I don't think I I would pay that I would pay that big I'd pay that big money. I would do it. I, I'd pay it. So, um, I, I think Urban Meyer's the move there. Look, Jacksonville has a chance to do something really special here. You're going to get probably the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck or John Elway. This is probably one of the best four or five quarterback or just prospects in general that the league's seen. Mm-hmm. Probably top five. Six, six, rocket arm, can move. Smart kid, wins a lot, accurate. He's got, he's got everything. Can make all the throws, outside the numbers, push the ball across the field, throw down the middle, throw down the seam, put touch on it. He's got everything. And there's a guy like Urban Meyer on the market. They don't have mess to this mesh. up. Don't they mess this up. They have to mesh. Don't mess this up. You know, don't like, like, don't screw this up. They've been a bad franchise for so long. Don't screw this opportunity up. Go out and pay for a big coach. And if you can't get Urban Meyer, get a guy like, if Eric Bieniemy's there and he wants to come there, Eric Bieniemy, Brian Dayball, Matt Campbell, like that's the most attractive job offer. I think Urban Meyer is the best option available. But if Brian Dayball's there and Urban Meyer's not not with it, and you go get Brian Dayball for say ten million, do it. Mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy for eight or nine, do it. Joe Brady, yeah. Even even Robert Sala from uh, for the Forty ers yes, hundred percent. Go get one of the top four or five options available. Yep. Well, that's all we have for the coaching carousel. All right, let's get in and briefly cover over or just breeze over these uh, bowl games. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, NCAA. We we predicted. Um, so let's go through our predictions here. We said that Mississippi State would be tall, so they did. We said that uh, San Jose State would beat Ball State. They did not. We said that West Virginia would beat Army but not cover. Mm-hmm. We were right there. Yep. We were right. I was right about Georgia beating Cincinnati. You were wrong. You took Cincinnati. I took Cincinnati. I did. I would have been right against the spread but not uh, for the game. We both took Northwestern over Auburn. Both took Alabama over Notre Dame. I took Clemson. I took Clemson. I th- uh, yeah, so that was a tough one for us. Uh, going down to the next day, oh, here's your UK I took, game. I took Kentucky, you took NC State. Yeah, so you won there. I think we both took Indiana. Uh, I think I took Iowa State. You took Oregon. I want to say I you took Oregon. I did take Oregon. I took Oregon. Um, I think we both took Texas A&M as well. Yeah. All right, national championship game. Let's throw our predictions. Well, actually, we're going to do our predictions on Thursday. Yes. Um, okay, so we didn't have a bad week overall in predictions. We went 3-1. and one. On our four locks of the week, and we and I personally went like what, one, two, two and one, two and two, three and three. I went four and four on predictions. I think I think you went like four and four or five and three, something like that. I went five and three. All right, yes, yeah, so we had some, we had some pretty good weeks on predictions. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, oh wait, I forgot the army game. Hold up, I predicted that. Uh, so it's five and four, five and four, five and five. I went six and five overall. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Stay over the 500 mark. Yeah, yeah. That's all you can So, ask overall, for. good week for us, and uh, good day for us. Yeah, see, see you guys Thursday, yeah? Yeah, so on Thursday, we will have all of our predictions for the NFL wild card round. Uh, we will also have our predictions for college football, college championship. football championship. Yeah, Bama and OSU. It's going to be good. It's going to be a really good one. Uh, make sure you go to our Instagram, at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Make sure you guys are going there. Uh, we are constantly putting stuff up and interacting on those social media platforms. So, guys, thanks for hanging out. That was the issue.